Hey, 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 what's going on? Welcome to the hangout with your guy DMAC. Just getting uh, back from work. Already had my snacks, so I don't have to bother you with that. Got my fizzy drink. Mm -mm -mm. Happy to hang out and chill out with you for the next hour or so. We're expecting to be joined by Chad Brown in Las Vegas relatively soon, and hopefully both Chad and Nate. Tomorrow, the hangout will be a little bit later. Uh, it'll be at 5.30, not 4.30, as we're hoping to get Nate and Chad both on from Las Vegas. So just a heads up, a little programming adjustment there. Um, and we also have an early puck drop for the Avalanche today at 5 o'clock. So the pregame just get getting going on altitude, and I watch altitude on Fubo. That's how I roll. I've got Sports Center on as well, just to make sure I'm not missing anything. And they're talking about the Chiefs in a dynasty. That's um, annoying. So we got you covered here today, and we have. So we'll we'll be here for kind of a um, first period watch along. When the game starts at five o'clock. And then uh, we'll be back for five to go with the Avalanche with at the five minute mark. And we'll talk to you about the game and some things up and do the post game and hopefully hear from everybody. John Mitchell with Katie in the studio. And of course, the I think Kiefer's on the road with Moj and Riker and Connor, of course, with the call on 92.5. Uh, actually, the game's on 9.50 today, and then the Nuggets are on um, uh, 92.5. So Nate and Andy actually have to work today. So there you go. So happy to get your comments about anything that you're concerned about or thinking about or anything that's on your mind in terms of, well, just everything. The trade deadline has come and gone in the NBA. doesn't mean that all the moves are done because teams may still cut guys. Um, that does happen. There are salary dumps and, and dudes become free agents. So you never know. And one of those names that's being mentioned in that class is Spencer Dimwitty. And I'm just getting up to speed with this like apron and second apron. That's what they're calling it in terms of the salary cap. And there's new rules that are going on. And it's just like the, the nuggets just aren't in a great place. So while they were able to do some stuff like acquire Reggie Jackson last year after the trade deadline, um, it seems unlikely they would be in play. But then again, you know, kind of who cares? You're, you're in a, a good position. You feel like you're doing all right. So again, maybe not a big deal. I'm going to sign on to my uh, Fubo here on my phone, too. Because I'm seeing the pregame show and they're talking to Sam Gerard and some of the other players. So let's see if we can't get some of that sound for you. And they're talking to uh, Miles Wood. And um, yeah, that might, that might be kind of cool if I can bring that to you. So give me a second. I'll fire that up. So we have the NBA. We'll do five to go with the NBA, too. Oh, here we go. Uh, can I go back? Oh, I can go backwards. All right. Hold on a second. On the same token, it could also be a bit of, hey. Playoffs are just around the corner. Let's see what they, they have, have to say. Defensively. That scoring, getting back up. Hold on. need to do. That's not the way to on this team. Okay, hang on. All right, here we go. Um, we're going to hear from some of the guys. Let's hear what they had to say after morning. Oh, no. Come on, D-Mac. Oh, we got frozen there a little bit. I actually don't think we played that, that, that really bad. I mean, uh, obviously call a couple like breakdown, but, uh, you know, we know we're going to have to play our best game tonight. We know they are a good team on both sides of the ice. So uh, I feel we're going to have to produce a little more offensively and be a little better around our net as well. The first game, you know, I thought we played a solid game. Um, it's just unfortunate that we didn't get the two points there. Um, and then the New Jersey game came out a little slow in the first two. And I thought we had a great third. So we just got to carry that into this game here. Um, you know, the Hurricanes are a great team and um, it should be a great test for us. You know, in hockey these days, there's so much parity in the league. And, you know, one mistake, one bounce here or there, and, uh, you know, you don't pick up that extra point or two. Uh, tonight's game is going to be tough. It's a really good team. Uh, 
you know, we had our meeting this morning. Uh, they pretty much do everything really well. Uh, so we're, we're going to have to be dialed in tonight. Okay. Well, uh, ain't no, ain't no joke about that. So again, um, that is Fubo on altitude or altitude on Fubo rather. And it's great. I can fire it up on my computer my phone. I love it. My wife's upstairs. She loves the pregame show. Good to see Kim Becker and Katie on uh, Avalanche Live, which is a new half-hour show before the pregame show. So love it. Love it all. Love early games. I do. You know, they're fun. So and we got a late one, too, which I, I don't love the late games, but we'll hang in there. Uh, Finkelstein. So with the new NBA rules, can the Nuggets be involved with the buyout market or not? I think they can be involved, but I think it's unlikely. I just think the way that this is set up, and these are new NBA rules in terms of how you bump up against the cap, that it's going to be rough for the Nuggets in that market. But hey, I, I am <laughs> ain't no doubt about it. I'm not a cap expert. This is what NBA guys that I talk to say. This is what Scott has said. Chris Dempsey has said. Um, Vic has said. I mean, and those three are involved with the Nuggets broadcast and have been involved with the NBA for a long time. So they are, without a doubt, way smarter than me. And uh, I'll take their word for it. All right. We go to my guy, James. How's it going? It's going good, James. Good to hear from you. Good to see you. Good to be seen. Um, let's go, uh, Chad live from Vegas. Yeah. I, so supposedly <laughs> he's, um, he's out there. Nate was traveling out there today. So he was just kind of tied up all day. So he's not available, but Chad has, uh, got there last night and is, uh, you know, shaking his moneymaker also involved with some NFL stuff that he's tied in with. And his wife is part of a uh, NFL player's wives fashion show. So the Browns are movers and shakers in Vegas for the next couple of days. The Super Bowl is a, the Super Bowl week is, is a really kind of this. Yes, it's preparation for the game, but it's, it's like a football conference where for media people, ex-players, um, advertisers, it's it's like any kind of other conference you'd go to. Um, you know, if you're selling windshield wipers or I don't know, that's probably a pretty shitty conference, the windshield wiper conference. But you know what I'm saying? It's one of those deals. It's where everybody sort of collides. It's fun. I love it. I've loved going over the years. I'm sorry I'm not there now, but it's okay. You know, it's it's great to just t check in with those that are there. So um, hopefully we will have Chad on here relatively shortly. He had a thing that he was doing uh, that should have started like three minutes ago. So we'll, we'll get there. What's up, y'all? That's good. You guys talk to each other. I think that's fantastic. And we'll preview everything that's going on, including the news of the day. So we wait to see what the lines are for the avalanche. We uh, hang in there for Chad for a little bit. And um, the NBA trade deadline has come and gone as well. So let me just see what the latest news is here. Uh, okay. So a couple of teams have been involved with deals that will impact the Nuggets. Hornets are trading Gordon Hayward to the Thunder. All right. So reading the story, Oklahoma City fortified their roster for a playoff push, acquiring Gordon Hayward from the Charlotte Hornets for Trey Mann and Vasily Michich and for Davis Bertrands. Hope I got that right. That feels like a good vet pickup for Oklahoma City. Hayward's averaging 14.5 points, 4.7 rebounds, 4.6 assists. That's pretty good. He hasn't played since December 6th of a left calf issue. So that gives them some definite veteran depth and some experience where they are a very young team. He's going to turn 34 next month. You ready for this? 
he makes $31.5 million. Gordon Hayward makes $31.5 million a year. Wow. The move is created uh, as a create a trade ex- exception as part of the deal to potentially facilitate more moves Thursday in this offseason. So that might not be a done deal. There could be other moves happening there. All right, so they get better. I think, um, okay, so Dimwitty did get waived, right? Yeah. Raptors waived Spencer Dimwitty, the um, CU star. So that's interesting, isn't it? Brooklyn Nets acquired Dennis Schroeder, Thaddeus Young from the Raptors in exchange for Spencer Dinwiddie, who was subsequently waived by Toronto. It's so interesting how they do these deals. So Dinwiddie is, he's out there, and uh, supposedly the Lakers are amongst the front runners once he clear waivers. He has, Dinwiddie, a $20.5 million expiring contract. Damn. My goodness. All right, this is funny. This season, he has been among the least efficient scorers in the NBA, ranking behind only Scoot Anderson and Keontae George in field goal percentage amongst players with at least 400 attempts. Well, that's not good. (laughs) Okay. Again, the Nuggets not involved with that. Um, and I think one of the deals that didn't happen is uh, Bruce Brown did not get moved. And I, I'm, I would think that Bruce is probably disappointed that you go from, I mean, you're not disappointed with the money. The money is incredible. But you go from a, a you know, a, a good team, the Pacers, to a bad team, Toronto, with the possibility of being moved to maybe the hottest team right now in the NBA, the Knicks, and just stay in Toronto, Bruce. So, bummer for Bruce. Uh, Patrick Beverly is now with the Bucks, and the Nuggets will face the Bucks on, I believe, Monday. Let me see real quick. I think they're on Monday. So we'll have another uh, Pat Bev Jamal matchup. Those guys don't like each other. Yeah, that's on Monday. So that should be fun. It was pretty entertaining when Embiid wasn't there and Maxie wasn't there and uh, Harris wasn't there. But you got Pat Beverly, who did a pretty damn good job revving his teammates up. Got things going, that's for sure. Made it interesting. And now, uh, you know, he said, uh, what do you say? He said he's always shut down Jamal. And then Jamal said after the game, I got film. <laughs> Something along those lines. So that's the latest with the uh, the NBA trade deadline. Things that matter the most. Oh, well, all right. We got some, a little bit of news. Alec Burks. Here we go with more CU guys. And Bojan Bogdanovich go from the Pistons to the Knicks. Pistons also dealt Monte Morris to the Timberwolves. So the Pistons just a total shit show. They're just, you know, just dumping everybody. And they get uh, Fournier, Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, and Ryan Archidinakokono. Hmm. And two second round picks. So New York is just trying to hang in there. They're dealing with injuries to Julius Randle, Mitchell Robinson, OG, and an OB. So they got a couple vets. That that that's more feels more like, hey, can we just hang in there until we get to the playoffs? But it gives them great depth, and the Knicks have been playing fantastic. I'm seeing Bojan, Bojan, Bogdanovich 
he's doing great, man. Um, one of 13 players to average 20 points per game on 40% shooting. Oh, that seems like a great addition. Knicks got stronger. Bogdanovich is a little bit older at 34, but pff, that's a that's a great addition. And Alec Burks is 32. Man, it seems like yesterday he was at CU. Okay, so uh, Knicks getting a little bit stronger in the East. Good for them. Not really worried about the Knicks. They got to somehow get past the Celtics, and I don't really give a crap who's in the NBA Finals. Once you're there, you're good. Um, Randy Gratishart to the Hall of Fame day. Fingers crossed and knocking on wood. Yeah, thanks, RJ. The NFL honors is... NFL Honors is tonight, and you know you're reminding me of that. Boy, I'm doing like commercials for Fubo. So what I'm just going to do, if I can figure it out here real quick, is set a recording. So, because uh, that's happening in the middle of like everything tonight. So let me make sure I can get that. Boop, boop, boop. I'm going to assume it's on NFL Network. Hang in there. I think I got it somewhere. Do I? thought I did. Do I not have NFL Network? I thought I did here. Maybe not. All right, well, hold on. Bell honors. Uh, yeah, I got it. Okay, thought I did. Well, I'll do the red carpet too, huh? I'll do both. Do the red carpet show. And I'll do honors. Boom. Easy as that. And we'll give you some reaction to who wins what when they do. Uh, it's on NFL and on CBS. Oh, thanks, RJ. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, my man. He should get the call tonight. Yeah. Gradishar's there with his whole family. He is scheduled to be on with um, Vic Lombardi, Mark Mosher, and Brett Kane tomorrow on Altitude. So you can check them out then. And we're going to be happy for him. Man, K, what's up, brother? Just checking to see what's going on for the Oregon Town Super Bowl. That's where you're. Okay. All right. There's a good buddy of mine calling. I will call him. Christian, I'll call you back in a little bit. <clears throat> All right, let's go back to uh, what we got here with the Avs. Sports Center, Avs. Okay, what's good, DMAC? Predict the Nuggets Lakers score tonight. I'll go 123 uh, 112 Nuggets. How's that sound? It is um, like uh, they're unveiling a statue outside of the um the arena tonight for Kobe Bryant. I'm a big statue fan. I think like I think statues are cool outside of sporting arenas. I, I think you can't just give everybody a statue, but I think they're super, super cool. So I'm a statue fan. And of course Kobe's, you know, I mean that's incredibly worthy of a statue for everything he did for that organization all right we're just kind of flying here we got a little jared bednar before the game okay okay all right let's see what Benzie has to say hold on a second 
that we were inconsistent. All right, here we go. A little bit. I hope so, because we need more volume to get more pucks in the back of the net. All right, well, as the Avs look to get back into the win column in Carolina, here's what Coach Jerry Bednar had to say after morning skate presented by Advent Health, reminding us to never underestimate the human spirit. I thought that we were inconsistent. I don't think we were good enough and hungry enough in and consistent enough in some area of his areas of our game in order to win those games. Um, that being said, there was a lot of things that I liked, like the start and the hunger that we had out of the gate in New York, kind of lost that mojo and the offensive side of it um, as the game went on. But we defended hard and played pretty well on that, on the, that side of the puck in that game. That being said, there's a lot of things out of those games that I like. Power play goal here or there could have helped their team. Capitalizing on some of our chances early in both of those games could have helped us stretch out some leads. Um, you know, but just knowing how stingy this team is defensively, we're going to have to be a little bit of that way ourselves tonight. Really discipline on, on our defending details, tracking, reloading, getting back above pucks, making it hard for them to move. If we don't have anything on the rush attack, we're going to have to play them behind them because you can't give this team easy goals because you know they're not going to do it for you. All right. Again, uh, yeah, I watch, um, I watch the Avs um, primarily exclusively um i watch altitude on fubo so there you go jared bednar uh let's go here if the lakers win tonight will they hang another banner lol rj with the jokes here we go uh any update on kcp james and davis for tonight i have not seen anything jason i appreciate the question we got some hours to go before that, but without further ado, though, live from Las Vegas. Oh my God, I can't believe you even made time for me. It's uh, Chad yeah, Brown. Yeah, come on. Oh man, come on, brother. Oh, yeah. All right, you got your shiny teeth and your big watch. Uh, it's Thursday night in Vegas. What's uh, what's the vibe, brother? Uh, tonight is the uh, Ron Jaworski uh, cigar party. Uh, mm -hmm. One of the best parties of the year. Looking forward to that. Um, I got uh, some baller sushi dinner before that off the strip. Some uh, omakase sushi, one of the best sushi places in here mm. in Vegas. Kabotu Edatame mm. Sushi. Uh, yeah. And then, um, you know, I've just hung up the phone. And I think that was my ninth radio wow. hit of the day. Wow. All right. So um what what are you promoting anything in particular or are you just uh being Chad Brown? Uh, I'm just being Chad Brown and giving my analysis on the game. Uh, of course, folks want to always talk about Coach Prime as well and the Buffaloes. That's always okay a topic when I get on these big shows. Um so yeah, Super Bowl predictions, Super Bowl thoughts, my Super Bowl experience, uh mm -hmm. what's gonna happen with the Broncos. That's probably Third on the list of topics behind Coach Prime and in the Super Bowl. But, yeah, I've talked about it all here for the last two days. And I think I got another 12 hits tomorrow. Wow. So in the country. Wow. So this is more – is this on Radio Row or just you're sitting in your hotel room doing this? I am sitting in my hotel room. I did uh, – today was the NFL players business meeting. That was We had a chance to, to meet with large corporations and – share what we do and see if there's some kind of fit. Some of these corporations have, you know, mandates to do business with minority owned companies or small mm. business companies. So there's an opportunity for players to get hooked up with Pepsi or Amazon or something like that. Uh, but I had to go out twice during that meeting and do radio hits from the hallway um, at Caesar's palace. And so people are walking by and like, what's up, Chad? I'm like, man, I'm on the phone. Can't you see I'm doing the interview? <laughs> well, you you've been to a lot of Super Bowl weeks. What does Vegas feel like compared to others? Uh, this is the biggest Super Bowl week by far. By okay, far, no doubt okay. about that. You know, with the ticket prices almost averaging ten thousand dollars, this Vegas Super Bowl will be the biggest of all time. I can't say it's going to be the best. Um, mm. And in some ways, Vegas actually kind of sucks uh, yeah. because. The crowds make it very difficult. Sometimes it takes 10 minutes just to get out of your hotel. Yeah. And it's another 10 minutes to get from that hotel's door to where you're going inside the hotel, plus the 20 minutes to walk down the, the sidewalk where there's 
a CBS sports booth and mm-hmm. there's the guys handing out the, the, the little flyers for hookers and all that stuff. So navigating the city is far more difficult than I thought it would be. The Mandalay Bay from my hotel where Radio Row is, is 1.2 miles. Okay. It's a 40 minute cab ride. Wow. Wow. Yes. Now, well, uh, so is it quicker just to walk? I mean, that is it's a bit, and they don't have those scooter things there in Vegas, right? I mean, you're either huffing it or there is that train though, if you're on the uh the train thing. So I I don't know what side of the street you're on there at Las Vegas Boulevard. I'm on the right side of the street. The train is on this side of the street, but to walk from here to Mandalay Bay, my phone app is telling me it's 35 minutes. Damn. Damn. So, so what are you doing? What are how are you figuring this out? Uh, I got to get to Radio Row tomorrow. Um, so I, I'll see how it's all going to work. Uh, but I will leave far earlier than I left for the yeah. business today because it's 50 degrees. But after walking for 35 minutes in a suit and a backpack, I was sweating right. by the time I got there. <laughs> all right. how um, Where are you staying, Chad? I am at the Vidara here in the city center. Oh, well, that's nice. That's a, that's a nice place. You're not, that's a good place. Um, and that's a very busy place. Isn't that, I want to say that's pretty close to the Bellagio. Is that across the street from the Bellagio? Something like that? Or my, my, not Bellagio right on that. Two hotels down. So it's okay. the Vidara, the Aria, then the Bellagio. You can get there through walking past. So you don't have to go outside if you don't want to. I chose okay. to go outside because it's actually cooler. It's 50 degrees here. So it's very cold for Vegas. Um, yeah. And try to contain my sweat. It was better to walk outside than it was inside. All right, one more. Uh, last night, what'd you guys do? Where'd you hang out? What uh, what was what was cool? What was happening last night when you got to town? Uh, did the Hall of Fame dinner, which is always one of the earlier events in the week. Got mm-hmm. a chance to chop it up with Steve Atwater and his wife Letha. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's a it's a fascinating room that room because you have the Hall of Famers who are there in their gold jackets. Yeah. And then there's the guys in the back of the room who don't get a seat at the table, but who are invited to the event. We're the hall of hopefully one day we can maybe squeeze our way in. <laughs> so what 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 is your what is your likelihood, Chad, for the Hall of Fame? Where where do you sit in in that department? Well, I was there with my friend Ricky Waters. Ricky is also mm-hmm. in the same situation. So I've been nominated twice. Ricky's been nominated mm-hmm. a number of times. He's actually made it to the top 15. Oh, wow. Um, wow. So in conversations with Hall of Fame voters, they're saying if you're not a first ballot guy, it's going to take some work. Mm-hmm. So you've got to call up guys who are in the Hall of Fame and say, hey, can you call this guy and vouch for me? Wow. So I had a long conversation last night with Tony Baselli. Okay. You know, on his own, Tony Baselli. Um, and he was like, dude, you gave me so much trouble. You know, it wasn't the Bruce Smiths. It, it wasn't the Reggie Whites. It was dudes like you. You yeah. were so hard for me. And I think you got more sacks on me than anybody else. And I was like, okay, well, I right. said that unsolicited because I may be using you for a phone call to explain to somebody about how difficult I was as a player to state my case for the Hall of Fame because I'm not a first ballot guy. Right. But. Right. If I can get some momentum, if I can get some of these former players, the wheel shields from Kansas City, the Tony Baselli's, mm-hmm. the Tony Gonzalez's, these running backs who I played against or with, like Jerome Bettis, to vouch for me, that would certainly give my candidacy a better shot. Well, that's an interesting thought. Um, and we know, like Steve Atwater, for example, it was imperative that he come back to Denver and basically work for the Broncos in, in the media, and it did work for him. It got his name out there. He did probably every radio show you can think of around the country. And all of a sudden, people were talking about Steve Atwater. Uh, TD, I'd say TD goes on NFL Network, gets his name out there, makes a case for him, becomes present. You do have to campaign. Isn't that weird, though, right, like that you'd even have to do that? But look at Randy Gratishar, who hopefully does get uh, tapped tonight. And all signs are sort of pointing in that direction. But there's been massive campaigns, Chad, for years for Randy Gratishar. How do you feel about that? And how, how do you, are you all right with that? Do you think like, okay, yeah, maybe maybe I, I do want to do that? Or does it seem a little unseemly to you? So that was a conversation that Ricky Waters and I were having last night. So mm-hmm. Ricky says he's unwilling to campaign. Mm-hmm. I was like, dude, yes. I'd be, normally, I would 100% agree with you. 
but that's a gold jacket. That's right. And I can't, I can't go on the field and prove myself anymore. I either did it or I didn't do it as a player. So if I've got to campaign to give myself a shot, this may be the one thing in my life I'm actually willing to try to put some of my humbleness aside and say, hey, look at me. Look at what I did. Yeah. You know, it's not my, I think you know me well enough. That's not my personality. Right. But for something as awesome as that, and let's face facts, as a Hall of Famer, once you're in the Hall of Fame, you can make a living the rest of your life as yeah. a Hall of Famer. Yeah. The opportunities, the autographs, the 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 paid appearances, the speeches Everything. you can give, all of that changes once you get that gold jacket. So it's nice when I do these radio hits and they say, oh, national championship at CU, a Pro Bowl, right. and all NFL Hall of Fame nominee. Right. I'd love to nominee to be stricken from the record. Right. <laughs> Right. And and it's it's funny because the length of your career, um, it's tough because you had some of your better days in Seattle when we didn't have the Internet and it's like this crazy outpost that nobody ever heard of. Um, if you had those same numbers, say, and, and you would have had those same numbers wherever you were. So let's just say you were with the Giants or the Jets or uh, frankly, if you just. Well, that's the big one for you. Had you just stayed with the Steelers, right? Like if you just, you know, stayed there where you started everything. What do you think, man? Do you think it would be different? Do you think it matters? Oh, it certainly matters. Yeah. Uh, There were years where I would bump into people at airports or traveling or on vacation, and they would ask me, did I still play? I'm like, dude, (laughs) I made the Pro Bowl last year. I was third vote getter for defensive player of the year, but I was in season. Oh, my God. Oh They're like, my yeah, God. I'll never see Seattle play. I'm like, yeah, we haven't been on Monday Night TV in six years. So, oh my yeah, God. I know why you don't see me play. But to your point, if I had stayed in Pittsburgh, not only, you know, knock on wood, if everything's exactly the same, instead of ending my career with 80 sacks, I'm probably yeah. well over 100, which is kind of the line of demarcation for being considered a first ballot guy. So, yeah. you know, that changes. If I'm in New York in a larger media market, that changes things. So my eight years in Seattle hurt my candidacy and changed the perception of what kind of player I was. Well, you know, in terms of campaigning, and I understand the frustration about having to do it, uh, but I'm sure you told Ricky and you had the conversation, well, hey, man, you wouldn't be the first one, dude. I mean, look at all these guys. Look at these unbelievable guys that have all done it. So I listen, I, I if that's something you want to do, I think you're very deserving of it. I think you've got the resume for sure and uh you know of course you're a hall of famer to me that ain't no doubt about that so um i hope good luck on it you know i appreciate the kind words i'm in the john muir mighty mighty mustang hall of fame (laughs) (laughs) hall of fame at the university of colorado right i would love it would be the honor you think you've seen people cry at their hall of fame speech let me get Uh, in i might not get four words out i would be oh brother I've loved this game since I was six years old. You've asked me many know, times yeah. about my love for the yeah. game. Yeah, I would yeah, get Sports yeah. Illustrated and cut the football player off the cover and <laughs> pin him off that ball. So to suddenly be in this highest honor in all of pro football, man. Yeah. I'm getting choked up just talking about it. That, that yeah. All so right. That, all right. All right. Hey, I'll, I'll only keep you for a couple minutes here yeah. um, longer. I, I am curious what you think about um, this. Def- who's this defensive coordinator guy? He used to be the Bengals safeties coach or do we, uh, do, uh, that's it. That's the big hire that that's, that's it, huh? So well, what do we know promised, about this dude? This was promised weeks ago. And so then it happens and yeah, I'm not super familiar with this guy. Now I know Mike Zimmer was up there as a, as an assistant analyst or whatever. And Mike Zimmer was a long time, coach with the Bengals. So it, was there some overlap somewhere along the way? And did Zim recommend this guy? I need to do a deeper dive to figure out how this all happened. And yeah, is Zim is Zim going to the is Zim going to the Cowboys as their DC? Is that what's about to happen, Chad? I think so. That seems to be the the, the most likely scenario and, and okay. most likely landing place for him. Okay. So was he the was he the real plan? <laughs> was that the it's supposed to be it would make more sense right the way it was being hyped up there's no way this is what was being hyped up no way right i 
I, I, I mean, we've heard these these Warren Sapp rumors, and then we got the we got a DC already lined up, and I could hire him today. We, you know, it's like whoa. Then three weeks go by, so right. yeah, I think it's not as smooth up there as they would like, and the candidates who they're looking at aren't always as impressed with Coach Prime as he is with himself. Okay, uh, what else, man? What else are you trying to? What, what else do you want to find out this this weekend here? Um, what what else is presenting some interest to you in Vegas? Uh, you know, like I, I talked about before, it's just really because I come home and I watch the game on my couch. So it's always about the reunion while I'm here and seeing all my old friends. Yeah. So how's everybody talk, doing? Everybody's doing well. It was got a chance to see teammates from Pittsburgh, teammates from Seattle, guys I played against in college. Um, you know, I'm going to hang with Ricky Waters again tonight. He's one of my best friends from all my time in the NFL. Yeah. His wife, and my wife are really good friends. Hey, is he uh, going to ask him, ask him uh, if he's going to dress up like Bobby Brown again tonight? Tell him, oh, tell him I, tell him, tell him I said that. <laughs> okay. So for a while, John Madden had the all Madden team, yeah. which was kind of a, like a tough guy kind of team. Yeah. Um, so Ricky, he was on the all Madden team in 95. Yeah. So he wore his all Madden team Letterman's jacket last night. It was very Bobby Brown-esque. And then I immediately turned to my wife and I was like, I should have brought my jacket. <laughs> all Madden jackets. <laughs> oh, that's so great. All right. I'll, I'll let you go. Um, and, and man, it's awesome to just touch base. We'll try to touch base tomorrow too. An hour that's later, true. an hour mm-hmm. later, we're trying to figure out Nate and, um, and, and of course, the fact that I get to, you know, I get to talk to you every day. So I don't sit here and, you know, oh, my God, I'm so lucky. But every now and then it does hit me how lucky I am to be able to talk to you every day. Because and it, it is in situations like this, which is wild. And I've seen it for myself. You like walk through the hotel. I know that guy, that guy, that guy, that. And some people you haven't seen in years. And it's all of a sudden they're just like. Bam, right in front of you. It's wild. And um, it's no exaggeration. And this is the night, like Thursday night, this is where I get left in the dust. This is where, like, like, you can talk to me on Monday and Tuesday, maybe on Wednesday. But by Thursday night of the Super Bowl week, hey, DMAC, I love you. I'll talk to you next week. But there's like a 100 people I know that I played football with, right? Yes, we'll, we'll hang out during the day. We'll do Radio Row. And then, hey, man, I got some VIP things I got to go do. <laughs> so uh, have fun with the muggles and hang out at the sports book while I go to a party with lobster and free. And free hey, by the way, by the way, when you do walk through Radio Row, yeah. is there a more wretched looking crew <laughs> Then the radio, and that was not just radio guys, right? Because they let anybody with a podcast. We yeah. we just gotta we just gotta take the podcast out there. But seriously, Chad, the unkemptness and looking like sticking free bags of Cheetos in your pockets for later, and the and the, the nobody can tuck their shirt in because they got a big fat gut, and uh, you know the frayed jeans, the the belly. You, you know what I'm saying? I know I know exactly what you're saying. It's to do to go from Radio Row, where it's ninety percent muggles, and then an athlete being escorted around by a hot assistant kind of thing, right? Right. And then go to one of the parties at night where yeah. it's ninety percent athletes and yeah. all their hot wives and girlfriends, and no muggles are in the room. Let's just say the uh, the attractiveness quotient goes up by like a thousand percent. Yeah. Hey, the nerd factor has got to have risen with the 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 advent of more podcasts as we're doing a podcast but it's got to be higher now in terms of of nerds out there on radio row gotta be right absolutely so uh i haven't been myself but i had some friends send me some pictures and i can look in the background it's like oh there's a muggle there's a muggle there's a whole wall of muggles over there oh man so yes i will go see some old hey do you you, do you ever think like where the fuck do these people go at night (laughs) like what well, there are prostitutes there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that to you. That All right, my man. I love you. We'll All talk right. to you. We'll talk to you tomorrow. You're the absolute best. We'll see you. We'll see you. See you tomorrow, we'll man. All right, bye, Chad. Chad's the best. <laughs> uh, Huff is there. Yeah, I know Huff is there. I should try to hook up with Duh- uh, you know that is great. I should try to get a hold of Duff there. Um. 
God, I wonder if I send an invite to DeHuff. He could jump on right now. Um, oh, man, do I have his email? Ah, oh, boy. Uh, I don't. Ah, oh, shoot. Um, all right, I'll try that. I'll try that tomorrow. <laughs> I'll try that. I'll, t- I'll try. I'll try to huff tomorrow. That would that would be fun. Dmac the legend. Oh, I don't know about that. Who knows? Uh, do it. Yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, we are underway with the Avalanche and the uh, Hurricanes. First minute of play is underway. No score. No shots on net. Uh, the lines are the same as the other night. With Georgiev and that, so we're still going Johansson, Parisi, and Lekkinen. And then Duran, McKinnon, um, Miko, uh, and then the Roaring Twenties with Olofsson. So Dermy's a scratch. Um, Olofsson, Kiviranta, and... Hey, Kim, who's on the fourth line tonight? Hold on. What am I thinking? Olofsson, Kiviranta... Who am I forgetting? Cogliano. Never mind. I got it. I got I got it. Cogliano. So uh yeah, uh that was fun with Chad. He's the best. Uh oh man, they just gave up a goal. There you go. Wow. First shot on net. First shot on net, the hurricane score. Wow. We got that. Nekis? Nikis? Nessus. Oh wow, that was a almost a full ice rush. Oh, oh that's a bad goal. Georgie never saw it. It hit him. It hit him in the blocker pad and went across his body and snuck under his left arm. He never. It looks like he didn't even. Yeah, he's he's looking around like what's going on. Oh, that's bad. That's just a bad goal. That's a bad goal. Period. Bad goal. First shot of the game. Bad goal. Oh, man. Uh, can anyone go visit Radio Row? Yeah, I think so, Lori. I think so. I believe you can uh, because uh, I think you can. I, it's really fun to go to. Um, it's just it's so fascinating to see all the different setups and all the different people. And listen, I'm making fun of the nerds. They're my people. What am I talking about? I mean, you know, for, for me, it's it's a blast to see a lot of radio media people that i've known for many many years and we have fun when we hang out we don't need we don't need chad and nate and all the fancy nfl guys we don't up yours up your nose with a rubber hose we're fine hanging out with ourselves uh you're the only you're only the best radio guy in colorado and have been for a long time oh russell my guy thank you brother i appreciate it Appreciate it. That's so nice. Wow. Well, I guess you're assuming you're talking about one shot, one goal. Frustrating, frustrating, frustrating. Okay. Well, that was fun, huh? That was fun. Chad is a blast. Uh, Chad's uh, Cameron doing the thumbs up emoji definitely has a Mac. Okay. Uh, Chad to the Hall of Fame. <laughs> it's between three and four in Vegas. Chad, Chad is just skipping nap time. Uh, Chad's the best, man. All right. I, we're kind of caught up in the comments. Russell. Ah, that's so nice of you, man. I appreciate it. Good times. Yeah, I'll try to get to Huff. You know what? Hold on. I mean, I got his phone number. Uh, I did see that DeHuff is there. Good for Scott. That's awesome. All right, I'm sending a text to DeHuff. You want to join my podcast? I'm on right now. We'll see. We'll see if uh, he gets back to me. Um, 
Hold on. Okay. The Huff is the best. We got one nothing Carolina over the Avs. The Avs have gone through the first five minutes of the game and do not have a shot on goal. He'll play. They give up a soft goal on a nearly end-to-end rush. Well, that's not good. And Carolina is just a flat-out solid team. Let me look at their splits here. Hold on. NFL, NHL. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Hang on. I know they're a good team. Uh, the Abs did beat them, mm, I want to say, where is that? October or so? October 21st or so? 6-4. to four. Fun game. A lot of goals in that game. Maybe a lot of goals tonight, too. Oh, my wife is excited about something. She's watching it on Fubo, too. Altitude on Fubo. But she's always, like, ahead. A little annoying. Uh, yeah, they are 15-6-4 at home. It's a good team. They're 13-10-1 on the road. Damn. 61 points in 49 games. The Avs, for comparison, are 20-5 and five at home. Great, obviously. 12-10-4. So... You know, there's there's some similarities between these two teams record-wise this year. Abs have not gone to overtime at all. Or they haven't had an overtime loss at home. Okay. No excuses here. I mean, I know it's three games in four days, but, you know. No excuses. Got to suck it up, Buttercup. Got to get some of them points. Uh, why does Denver sports station still reporting on what he and Sierra are doing personally? Who cares? Oh, well, I don't know. I have no idea. I don't work there. So no clue. Uh, I, I don't really care that much. I mean, we did talk about Russ. <laughs> Russell Wilson did put out a workout video. And, you know, I don't know, man. Maybe it's low-hanging fruit. Why are we even talking about that? Is, is Russ trying to... Oh, my God. Second shot on Nets goal. Holy shit. Wow. It was a delayed penalty so they could put a six-man on the ice. Holy shit, it was Nekas. To the, how do you say this dude's name? Nessus? Nexus? Nikas? N-E-C-A-S. Dude's taking two shots on net, and they're going to get a penalty. They're going to be on the power play. Holy cow. So one dude, N-E-C-A-S, Nessus, I should know how to pronounce the guy's name. He's a superstar tonight. He's got two shots on net. They're both goals. And, oh, wait, no, it waves off the penalty. Yeah, sorry. Two nothing, two shots, two goals, two nothing. That sucks. Holy shit. That's crazy. Martin Nessus. That ne Nexus. I'm sorry, man. I don't know. Somebody can help me out there. His 15th goal of the year. He's got two. He is one goal away from a hat trick. There's seven minutes gone by in the game. The Avs haven't had a shot on net. The Avalanche are down 2 nothing and haven't had a shot on net. What a horrific start uh, for Georgiev and the Avs. Damn. I mean, there's plenty of time, but shit, man. I don't, I don't know anything about this dude, but but again, I'm I'm a mile long, five inches deep. Let me look him up real quick. Oh, shit, man. That sucks. <laughs> we were having so much fun with Chad. 
And then I turn, hey, let the abs started. Hey, there's two shots. Ah, we're down two nothing. All right, he is a 25 year old man, six foot two, 189. He's a tall, skinny. 15 goals now on the season. He is from um, Chechia. And he was, I, sh- I guess I should know him. He was the first round pick, pick 12 overall in 2017. So he's been in the league for a long time. Okay. Well, up yours, DMAC. Figure something else, you dummy. Last year, he had, wow, he had 28 goals last year. That's really good. 43 assists, 71 points. Yeah, I should actually know this guy, shouldn't I? I should know this dude. But I don't. So he had 28 goals last year. He's got 15 now with, what, 30 or so games to go. Good player. Off to a great start tonight. Shitty start for the Avs. Oh, you're looking up the media guide? Thank you, RJ. Natchez. Natchez. Okay. Natchez. 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 Love it. Thank you. Natchez. Martin Natchez. Huh? The one uh, guy, when I worked for the Buffalo Sabres, his last name was spelled S-A-T-A-N. Take a shot at that one. How would you pronounce S-A-T-A-N? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Shatan. Not Satan. Was not pronounced Satan. It was Shatan. He was a good dude. The, the the sweaters are cool, man. You wear, like, you know, Satan on the back of your shirt, but it was uh, pronounced Shatan. Uh, they had a shot on that, but for some reason, scorekeeper took it away. I'm just, uh, I'll take your word for it. I hear the church lady saying, Satan? Miroslav Shatan. Good dude. Yeah, Shatan. Václav Varada was another guy from Russia. There were no S's in the pronunciation and in the spelling of his name, but his name was Václav. All right. Well, maybe it's, uh, I don't know. Do we keep going here? Am I the bad luck charm? The Huff not getting back to me. So that might be tomorrow. All right. I think I'm going to, I appreciate you, you watching. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, get a little physical. Who's chirping? Bunting. Is he going to the box? Oh, should I stay here for a power play? I'll hang around for a power play if the ads are on a power play. So we'll hang in there for. Oh, wow. Holy shit. He just fucking took Manson into the boards. Oh, that's a cheap shot. So Bunting boards Manson. Manson goes down. Well, I hope he's all right. He's like, hey, what'd I do? Well, you, you fucking took him by his back in the boards, dude. Bye-bye. I'm raising my hands. What'd I do? What'd I do? I don't know. Hey, look at me. Sit down. All right, we're going McKinnon, Miko, Lecky, Dren, and Maka. Two-minute power play. So I'll hang out for the power play and see what's what. Duran uh, dumps it down to Miko. Miko throws it around the net to Lekkanen. Lekkanen to McKinnon. McKinnon fiddles. He faddles. He dumps it back from Maka. Maka at the point. Over to Druen. Duran slides it across for a slap shot to McKinnon. McKinnon. I would suck at that. Oh, my God. See, that's the problem. If I was doing hockey play-by-play, I, I would only be able to do it as like somebody from like the 40s. Yeah, see what we have here, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the hockey event. Yeah, minute 43, left on the power plane. Here we go. There's, who is on the draw? Miko. Ah, he gets waved off. Ah, that dastardly fellow from the Hurricanes waved off the fire. Referee saying, no, that's not for you. Miko wins the power play draw. Puck cycles deep down to McKinnon. McKinnon back to Duran. Duran. And there's a penalty called on who? There's a slash. Are we going to have a five on three? Come on now. 
Looks like there's an abs guy right the right there on oh shit. Come on, man. Really, Dren? Come on. Really? Where's the penalty? Duran goes, oh, Jesus Christ. That was terrible, Duran. That was a bad penalty. Not only was he stupid to slash at that dude, but then he gets his ass kicked afterwards. That's a bad penalty, brother. You're on the power play. You're down 2 nothing. That's dumb shit right there. Uh, okay. So now it's four and four. The abs are dangerous four and four, but obviously you'd rather have the power play. Uh, Buffalo was a good team back then. Hell yeah, the Buffalo was a good team. I, I when I worked for the Sabers, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals and lost in Game Six. Joey Juno scored a goal in overtime to end the season. Game Six of the Eastern Conference Finals to the Caps. Really good team. And it was cool because I I was the on the radio side of things and we simulcasted the TV broadcast. But when it went to radio only, as a lot of um, RSNs lose the rights once it gets to that level, then it, everything was on my shoulders. So I didn't travel with the team all that much. But <laughs> when, when it came to that point in the playoffs, I, I was traveling with the team every game. So it was cool. I mean, I was traveling with the team when they were in the Eastern Conference Finals, and it was heartbreaking for them to lose then. And then they decided not to retain me. I was on a year-to-year deal, and the play-by-play guy, Rick Jenneret, wanted his son to have my job. Great. And uh, so I, I didn't keep it. I wasn't going to stay there anyway, but it's like, you know, the girl breaks up with you before you break up with the girl. I would have liked to have that opportunity. And I ended up being unemployed for five months. It was the longest in my radio career that I was ever just completely unemployed. And, you know, recently here in Denver, I was off the air for six weeks, I think, which was the longest I'd been off the air in Denver since 1999. So I've been pretty lucky overall, even though I've been fired a shit ton of times I've, I've been pretty lucky hi mom mom's checking in from massachusetts good to see you love you mom uh should we be worried about the nuggets making no moves no but the thunder made moves and so did the timberwolves but they're probably in a much friendlier cap situation than the nuggets i i wouldn't worry about it you've got the best starting five in the nba as long as you can finish in the top three, I think you're okay. It'd be great to win the Western Conference again and have home court, but you're doing good. You're, you're fine. And, and getting a win tonight or tomorrow, I'll take a win either way, would be great. Uh, and then you want to win the Wednesday at home. So if you win tonight, the it it, it relieves a lot of the pressure in um sacramento tomorrow night and it makes the game in in um in milwaukee almost irrelevant kind of i mean michael malone would never say that every game's like life or death for malone but that's the way you go love you too okay that's a nice note to end things on having your mom tell tell uh, you say you love you love why can't i speak because i've been doing i've been talking to myself for like an hour all right, so the, the Avs are down um, 2 nothing. They've given up two goals on two shots to Nacious. He's, he's tenacious. And Martin Nacious and, um, and get your shit together. Uh, oh, Dahup is getting back to me. Tomorrow works what time? Well, either... Uh, my time. Uh, six forty-five. Any, any time between 
6.45, and this is real exciting. Watch me do this, huh? 15, uh, 8 to 8.30, or... Uh, mm, All right. Maybe we can have Scott on from the uh, Super Bowl. That'd be fun. Okay. Sorry to bore you with that. It's time for me to go and get some dinner and hang out with my awesome wife and watch the Avalanche try to make a comeback. So we will talk to you five to go in this game and then five to go in the Nuggets game later tonight too. So just hang out and thank you for being here. See ya.